Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Aetherius Radio Live on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, brought to you on the third Tuesday monthly from 1 to 2 p.m. Aetherius Radio Live is hosted by the wonderful Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. They always have an amazing show prepared with wonderful topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, and more. They invite you to discover the cosmic message for this age, revealed through legendary master of yoga, the world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 19 and 1997. So without further ado, I give you your host, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Hello. Thank you very much, Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Hello, Richard. Hi, Chrissy. Hi there, and hi to everybody listening. Hello, everybody. It's good to be be with you again. Um, Before we get started, Chrissy, on the topic, which I have to say is a very advanced topic today, I think probably a uniquely advanced in terms of radio broadcasting on this plane of this planet, um, we should mention uh, an event tomorrow, shouldn't we, that's taking place, which is an online service. Yeah, it's an emergency online service for... um, aid for the victims of uh, a horrific famine. In fact, it's been described today by the United Nations and UNICEF, I believe, as uh, the first new famine in six years. And it covers countries, Nigeria, Somalia, Sudan, and the Yemen. I think those four, I know we have certainly listeners in Nigeria, may have in some of the other countries, I don't know, um, because we have many branches and groups in Nigeria of the Ethereum Society. Uh, it's not affecting all of those countries, but they are saying that 1.4 million children will die of malnutrition unless, uh, unless there's urgent aid. So, of course, we know that the root of all action is energy, spiritual energy, and therefore well, we're doing a special online service. We've already started, by the way, I can announce, uh, doing some spiritual energy runs right through our spiritual energy radiator in Barnsley in the north of England for this, for aid. And uh, we're holding an online service tomorrow. Now, the time of that, first of all, the, the, the way you can join in with that, if you don't already know, is to go to 12blessings.org. And there are regular services at 12blessings.org on the Saturday and a Sunday, and all the details are on the website. That's 12 spelt 1, 2, blessings. Um, but if you want to go there, uh, you'll, you'll um, see that the time of it is in various countries. and It's 8 p.m. in the U.K., which is 9 p.m. in most of Europe, uh, and it's also 8... It's 9 p.m. in Nigeria, actually, but 8 p.m. in Ghana, which is interesting, because I know we have listeners in Ghana as well. But in America, it's 12 noon, of course, in Los Angeles, and 3 p.m. Eastern time, which I think most of Michigan's in Eastern time, isn't it, Chrissy? But not all, yes. I don't think. That's something I didn't know till today. Uh, Canada I didn't is also that, at the same time. No, apparently there are parts of Michigan. See, you live there. And, <laughs> but apparently there are one or two parts that are in central time, but which is six hours. Anyway, wherever you are, New Zealand, I know it would be 9 a.m. But anyway, go to our website, have a look. Please join in, even if you've never done the 12 blessings before, because if there's one message we're trying to get across on Ethereum Radio Live, it's the message of action. And that was the essence of Dr. George King. It's the essence of King Yoga. It's the essence of everything that really matters in these days. Absolutely. Thank you, Richard, for announcing that. It's only just been arranged. In fact, as I speak to you, the the, the mail-out is being worked on. So it's, it's, um, you know, hot off the presses at this very moment, yeah, in an emergency response. And even and if in Michigan, Chrissy. even if you're at work, as I am at 3 p.m. tomorrow, just try and take even 10 minutes to join in. Part of it would be better than, you know, none at all. That's what I'm trying to do. Yes, because it's difficult. Yes, there's 3 p.m. there, which isn't the easiest of times. We try to get a time that everybody could possibly do it. That, well, not everybody, but many people, many countries. But, yeah, as Chrissy says, do whatever you can do. And don't limit it to that. I mean, let's get as much spiritual energy out as we possibly can. So the subject today, Chrissy, the three saviors are here. 
fantastic topic. I know we have talked in previous shows about these interplanetary adepts who have come to this world to help us in terrible ways, um, sacrificing themselves. And today we're going in-depth into a transmission that was delivered by that same title, The Three Saviors Are Here, by the Master Jesus and uh, with an introduction exactly. by St. Gu Ling. So we're actually going to, I think, Richard, as you mentioned, probably the first time on the airwaves since this was given. Probably. So, probably, yes. Probably it is. And it's, and, it's very and advanced. It's, Please go on, Chrissy. Absolutely. No, I was going to say, and as I was rereading the book this morning, I noticed that twice it was mentioned in the book by our master that, it's not by chance that you read this book. It is, and he said it's by design. And I thought it was mm-hmm. very interesting because people listening to this show and hearing the transmission, I believe it would be the same as reading the book, uh, perhaps for mm. the first time. Then just remember that. You know, it's not by chance. You know, sometimes it, it is your destiny um, mm. to hear this. And I think that's mm. a very, very interesting point and one which yes. try to think about what that really means. And, you know, I think mm. um, more will be revealed to you if you do that. Agreed. And I think we should uh, sort of give the background, the setting to this transmission, because as all listeners know, that Master Jesus, or regular listeners know, that Master Jesus delivered the 12 blessings, and then this blessing was delivered sort of some nine years later, and it was another blessing from the same source, the Master Jesus. And it came at a very significant moment because it came just at the beginning of another mission. Uh, in fact, 50 years ago this year, the start of this mission, which had been prophesied. And see, you can even find a prophecy of it. It's not a very detailed one. It's rather sort of poetic, you might say, and uh, not very uh, you know not anywhere near the real thing anyway but you will find that in the book of revelation under the name of armageddon and in the bible and of course it's this is the event that was prophesied and it took place starting 50 years ago and it was because of that and that the fact that that was foreseen that the master jesus came to deliver this particular transmission the three saviors are here yes Absolutely. I, as you mentioned, Chrissy, of course, uh, it's introduced by Saint Guling, and I, I would love to cover the Saint Guling text because it's it's superb. We won't have time today to do justice to both. Uh, maybe we will another year, uh, perhaps, or another occasion, do the Saint Guling text because those who are familiar with the Saint Guling transmissions, it is kind of unusual, actually, for his transmissions that we know of in that it's a a fantastic piece of oratory and that that isn't um, in any way a criticism of St. Galing, far from it and I'd be a fool uh, to even give an opinion about such a master of a critical nature because uh, I'm dwarfed by his greatness but he tended to choose to speak in a more conversational manner you might say and to give sort of introductory comments as you'll see in the 12 blessings of the nine freedoms but in this book and I do recommend all of our listeners to get this book uh, you will then see also the speech and it's a great oratorical speech um, it's, it's in some of it you, you might say is in sort of almost Churchillian style only better um, a, a rallying call from St. Guling at the beginning which is as I say to do justice to it it deserves its own program that transmission yes that's fantastic yeah I agree so following that the Martyr Jesus started and are you going to grace us with the readings again Chrissy? Oh, yes, my pleasure. Thank you, Richard. Um, Mm. I will begin the transmission by the Master Jesus. And please feel free to stop me whenever you wish to comment, Richard. Yeah. So it begins. O man, you came as a spark from God through involution. Back to God you goeth, yet you choose the pathway, be it long and easy or short and hard. Yes, I think we should pause there. You choose the pathway, be it long and easy or short and hard. 
Um, that could be slightly uh, misunderstood on, uh, with a surface reading, I feel, because you might think that the long and easy path leads you to the same place as the short and hard path. It doesn't. Mm. The long and easy path leads you eventually to the short and hard path. In other words, you can go all around the houses, but eventually you've got to take and learn the hard lessons and, and take that route. You can't avoid them. So there isn't, there isn't an easy way. I want to, That's not what the Master Jesus means there. He just means that some people take a long term, which long time about it, which certainly in the early stages is much easier. But eventually you'll have to. And it, it makes me actually, rem, it sort of brings to mind a, a fact, Chrissy, which is that, and I know Dr. King once said this, that in something like Operation Carmelite, which we're going to describe some of a bit, um, all the lessons are there, you know, of life, even for the ordinary aspiring student. Um, it's like an extreme version, because what we're going to be discussing is the lower astral realms. We're going to be discussing the most evil entities. And I'm afraid this has to be discussed. Some people don't want to go there. Some people in the so-called spiritual movement don't want to go there. They think they'll avoid it if they don't talk about it. They won't. It is there. And in this day and age, it has to be faced. And the most evil forces, behavior, comes up against the greatest beings of light uh, we've ever had grace our planet. And so you can see in these extremes, I believe, all the lessons we ordinary people trying to make our way through evolution have to learn, but we see them in sharp focus, as it were. That's a very interesting I mean, point, Richard. Just to take one point, and I think listeners will need to know this if they're not familiar, very familiar anyway, with the society. We do discuss not only the greatness, we talk more about the great beings of light, the great Gotham masters, the adepts, the beings on Saturn, etc., the wonderful lords of the sun. Um, but we also look at the dark forces that do exist. And, and actually the phrase dark forces is in more general parlance, I think, nowadays, not even just in spiritual circles. It's not fully understood. But the most dark of the dark forces uh, inhabit the lowest realms, and they are able, uh, or have been able, to avoid uh, some of the lessons, or they think they've been able to avoid some of the lessons uh, by being there. And I think even in talking about things like this, it's advisable to, to use some protection, uh, such as the violet flame practice and so on. Um, but they aren't able to do so forever. And in the same way, a spiritual person might choose, or a spiritually minded person, uh, might try to avoid, if they're not wise enough, uh, some of the really big responsibilities, the high karmic pressures and so on, uh, but it doesn't really work. It can appear to work for a while, but in the end, it's doomed to failure, as indeed was proved in this battle, uh, which we, we call it Operation Carmelite. It was actually the prophesied Armageddon. It's just that some people think Armageddon either will be or has been fought on the physical realm, but in fact, thanks to the three adepts, and the other three that joined them, numbers four, five, and six, which we've spoken about before, one of them being the Lord Babaji, it was fought in the lower astral realms. That's a very, very good thing for us, because otherwise we'd have been enmeshed in the most gory, dire, destructive, painful uh, battle uh, the world has ever seen in this. It, may, it would make even some of the terrible conflicts of the past seem mild compared to what would have happened here. Yeah, thank you, Richard. I think that's a, a, a really important point that you made about there being the lessons of Operation Carmelite you know, apply to all of us because there's a mm. tendency, I think, don't you agree, that with the very advanced masters, the Master Jesus, the Lord Buddha, that people tend to think, well, they could do these things because they are so great and then sort of yeah. detach. But in fact, mm. if we look at the lives of the great ones, there are these lessons for us all. And particularly, mm -hmm. as you say, in Operation Carmelite. Yes, indeed. And, of course, one of the lessons, just one of them, and there are many, 
that Dr. King frequently pointed out is that you can't take it for granted that you're going to win just because you're good. Uh, An evil force could win. And and you only got to look around this realm, this one we're on now, to see that, I'm afraid, sometimes. He used to say it's not a question of who's uh, the best person. It's a question of who's the most skilled fighter. And that's one of the lessons that the adepts taught. And even the masters of the Great White Brotherhood weren't able to do this. And these are the most holy beings on earth. Uh, because they didn't have the ability. The ability is vital. And it was their ability in so many ways um, that, that paid off in the end. Of course, their love for humanity is taken as red. They wouldn't have even been here without it. But that wasn't enough. That alone wasn't enough. They had to have the ability to fight it. That's another lesson, I think, for spiritually minded people. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank anyway, you, don't I'll let me stop continue, you reading on. Yeah, please do. Okay. Blessed are the three adepts who stand between you and your spiritual defeat at this time. Many centuries ago, the wise ones looked into time, and there they saw apparently inevitable results brought about by the fall of man. They conferred together, allowing the shining oil of sweet compassion to imbue their negotiations. Can we just pause there, please? I'm sorry, sure. Sorry, can we just pause there for a second? Because I think it says many centuries ago the wise ones looked into time. And I want to explain very clearly, um, having had a lot of psychic experience myself and and known and worked with many psychics, uh, including on the radio and so on, this is nothing to do with that at all. Looking into time is not uh, a psychic reading of the future at all. Looking into time is actually... um, If you look into the future, even if you're able to look into the future... You, you see what's going to happen. But if you look into time, if you could do that, you could see what can happen. It's all the difference in the world. These were beings who were able to travel through time. They, they actually could see the results happening. They could see you know, what will happen and in the now, if you like, in the, where they can exist, has happened. It's a very much deeper thing than what we might think of as fortune-telling, or even prediction, or even prophecy. Because where, if you're yeah. a very good prophet, you'll see what's going to happen, and you might be wise enough to try and change it. But if you can look into time, you'll know, and you'll experience in some form, if one could do that, uh, the, and the wise ones, of course, would be the most advanced masters above even the three adepts themselves. Uh, very ancient cosmic intelligences, not described which intelligences they are, but extremely advanced ones. And um, they, they would be able to absolutely know and therefore know what could be required to change that. Um, so it's a deep thing and, a, and a, an amazing thing, really. They'd be the hierarchical lords of this solar system. Thank you, Richard, for that. Thank you. I'll continue. Mm. They took into consideration the deep karmic implications of what was to come. Then turned they to three devoted beings and asked of these to give up the bliss of their advanced initiatory status and take gross bodies bound by karma, held by the limitations of man, and come and live and breathe and eat and pray and suffer among ye. I think again we should pause there, don't you, Chrissy? Um, and I, yes. I would suggest people cross-check this if they're interested with the fourth blessing, which talks about what it's like for an interplanetary being uh, to actually exist in an Earth physical body. And I think this is a very sig- significant statement and one that the Master, Dr. King himself, corrected me on once. And he says they take gross bodies bound by karma held by the limitations of man. 
Um, I, I once said to the master, you shouldn't have karma. And he, it was a useless statement by me, really. Whether I think he shouldn't have karma or not is irrelevant, really. He did, he did have karma. His body had a karma. The person, we all know, listeners know, that he was a cosmic avatar. Uh, we, we make that known now. Uh, he didn't make it known. But he, except to the very, very close uh, people around him, and then he didn't talk about it really very much at all. But he himself, as being born of George and Mary King, George King Sr., that is, and living in that physical body, did have a karmic pattern. But it wasn't a karmic pattern as we have one, which is created by our own needs and a result of our own actions and thoughts through the lives. It was a karma, and it says here, held by the limitations of man. So his karma was produced by humanity, but he was still bound by it. To all intents and purposes, he still had to work through it just as any other human being would have to work through it on earth, except he didn't need it, if one can get one's head around that. And this would be true of the three adepts. Thank you for that, Richard. Mm. And also, one one comment. They took into consideration the deep karmic implications of what was to come. I mean, I think it must have been more than, wouldn't you agree, Richard, than just humanity having terrible battles on this realm, but something perhaps involving, you know, the destruction of this planet, something really, really... um, Yeah, undoubtedly, yeah, 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 yeah. Which couldn't be permitted. No, exactly. The three adepts spent no time in consideration. Their souls leapt within them, filled with compassion for a people who were helpless against the might which threatened to crush them, even as a great hammer crushes a lowly stone. That, I think, is one of the most beautiful... We have a slight delay, I'm afraid. So I have to apologize to listeners because it might appear I keep interrupting you, but I don't quite hear you. You don't quite hear me on the second, I don't think. But what I'd say there, Chrissy, sorry to interrupt there, but it's such um, a poetic and beautifully expressed um, statement that I think, and that phrase, the three adepts spent no time in consideration. I I mean, I'd like, you know, I've thought about that many times, and I'm sure some other listeners have, but I'd like our listeners, Ethereum Radio Live listeners, just to pause for a moment and think about that. And even if you think of a far, far easier, let's say, for example, we're, we're looking at the terrible suffering by children and adults in, the, in Africa in this famine, potentially, which we're going to try to change through spiritual energy radiator runs and through the online service and other prayer efforts. That's, that's what we try, we're trying to do. But let's just say one of us could, could actually make a difference, could actually stop that happening. And we were asked, right, you can go there. And if you do go there, you'll have to live there in those conditions, in the worst of those conditions, just like people there are suffering for the rest of your life. But if you do, you've got the skill necessary to avoid all these deaths. Would we go, wow, great, I'm off. <laughs> yeah. Or would we, would we at the very best say, well, can I sleep on that one? And I'll come back to you tomorrow. And then you might get the occasional rare individual, like an Albert Schweitzer maybe, who go out. And even then he didn't go out into those kind of conditions. I mean, this isn't even a, a proper comparison. A better comparison would be like take on the body of a monkey and swing from the trees. And thereby you can help the monkey kingdom. Um, and but the point being, though, most people wouldn't do it anyway. Uh, they'd come up with some kind of excuse, even if they could do it, which they can't. They're probably relieved they can't, because then they won't have that problem. But the three adepts, they could do it, and they spent no time in consideration. I mean, it's just completely alien, don't you think so, Chrissy? Yes, and those following words, their souls leapt within them. That that says it all, doesn't it? Mm, it's, um, it does. It does. The mark of their tremendous advancement and compassion. Yeah. Thank you for that, Richard. Mm. I'll continue. Yeah. Um, 
And so it was. They came, and throughout the years that they have been with you, they have fought your greatest and most important battles. Shall I continue? Yes, please do, yeah. Man without the three adepts, you would have already been lost for a long, long time. Over and over again, these mighty beings came to your rescue. When you stood helpless, they fought against tremendous odds for you. When you played in the garden of your simple ease, they sweat blood on your behalf. When you rolled in the pleasant warm sunshine, caring not, they suffered excruciating pain and agony for each and every one of you. Indeed, O oh God, indeed thrice blessed are these saviors of a whole planetary race. Yeah, I think we should pause there because when this was given... Um, a mission had just been completed, the alien mission, which we have mentioned before, and which is even more important and pivotal, actually, than, the, than Operation Carmelite. And they just successfully completed that. They were joined during that by two others, adepts number four and five, who weren't in ordinary Earth physical bodies. They were in a much less limited existence, but still, for them, extremely limited um, and, of course, they were also joined, uh, they were to be joined, actually, later, by, uh, during Carmelite, actually, by the Lord Babaji, who, who then became adept number six. Um, there, it's detailed in the book, The Three Savers Here, and it's fascinating, too, some of the battles that they, in, they actually fought. And um, those battles are itemized. The first one, I think, was in February of 1960. That's the first sortie, as they're known, of the three adepts. So it's interesting, actually, that in Cosmic Voice Volume 21, which for those who have one is the yellow Cosmic Voice, uh, May the 30th, 1959, um, Mars Sector 6 announced the presence of the three saviors the three adepts, actually, um, and he made some very interesting statements about them, which we, we haven't got time, unfortunately, to really read that transmission. Uh, but he did say this. He said, there are three who are especially trained to deal with the centers of black magic now being practiced upon your lower realms. One of these adepts you know already. In fact, uh, it's interesting. I went to the original text because that could have been changed, possibly deliberately, that bit of text, and it's slightly different from that, and I will find it in, in a moment, and I'll come back to you when I do. But he, he went on, and uh, he um, revealed that. Now, there was a battle, which again is, is detailed in uh, The Three Savers are here, prior to 1960, uh, by Adept Number 1. And that's a battle on Cornid Llewellyn in April 1959. So just before that announcement in May, just to get the chronology right, there was a battle in April 1959. And Adept number one fought a very powerful black magician who was one of the dark ones who caused the murder of the master Jesus. Then in May came that particular transmission by Mars Sector 6, uh, where he said there's one that you, you know. Um, and he described uh, that they're here and why they're here in some detail. And then the following year was the first sortie, February 1960, that we have on record. doesn't mean there weren't any sorties that weren't recorded in transmissions, but the first one we... And I found that, actually, that statement here. It, according to the actual transmission, it's one of these adepts, as you already know, you know. So slight subtlety of difference. Um, many years later, actually, in 1979, in the newsletter of the Aetherius Society, the master, Dr. George King, makes an interesting statement. He says, Carly Llewellyn is very dear to my heart in that I was physically killed on that mountain on April the 21st, 1959, in a battle to the death. Um, and he goes into the battle with the, the magician who arranged the murder of Jesus and so on. So I, I just leave those thoughts with people, and I'll say no more than that. But um, certainly, um, it, it's, it's very interesting and I think very significant, um, this particular revelation. 
Yes, thank you for sharing that research. It's very fascinating, Richard. Mm. Um, I mm. suggest now we have a, a little break for the announcement. Right. So. Yes, good idea. So over, over to Courtney. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Ethereus Radio Live with host Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. And today's topic, the three saviors are here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Upcoming events include tomorrow, Wednesday, there will be an online service at 12blessings.org. It's going to take place at 8 p.m. General Mountain Time, 3 p.m. Easter Time, 12 noon Pacific Time for the suffering in parts of Africa. There are famines affecting millions, so please make sure to join in on that. Services are being held at the Ethereum Society Centers throughout the world on a mission of the ADEPS, Operation Carmelite. These are being held on Friday, February 24th. European headquarters in London. On Sunday, March 19th, Richard Lawrence is giving a lecture at the Probe International Conference at St. Anne's Blackpool on George King Cosmic Avatar. See richardlawrence.co.uk for further details. At the Michigan branch on Tuesday, March 7th, Gary and Chrissy Blaze are conducting the monthly Healing Power Hour at the Etheria Society. That's located at 3119 North Campbell Road in Royal Oak, Michigan. To learn more about upcoming events and to connect with the Etheria Society, visit their website, etherius.org. Feel free to connect with your hosts by visiting their websites, richardlawrence.co.uk and chrissyblaze.com. And now we return you to your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thanks, Courtney. Can I just say one thing about the timing of the service tomorrow? Um, you mm -hmm. had interpreted the GMT as uh, mountain time, but in fact, uh, I had meant Greenwich Mean Time. So that's the time in England, in other words. And, 8 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time, also? yeah. Okay, thank um, you guys. I learned something new. <laughs> I think Nigeria is one hour ahead, Chrissy, of, of Greenwich oh, Mean it? Time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ghana is the same. It's, it's, uh, yeah. These yeah. times are But they'll very know. Nigerians will know. If you go to the 12blessings.org site, I'm sure you can work your time out. But it's 8 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, yes. Thank you. I'll continue with this uh, transmission then. Please Shall do. I, Please do, because we've got a lot to get through. So, yes, um, yeah. You stood as little helpless children by. Few of you even raised one hand in prayer, never mind your hearts, to help those who suffered for you. And yet, again and again and again and again, they stood and faced unbelievable odds on your behalf, for they cared for you. They loved you with a love seldom shown by any other being, to any other being. Do you like to yes. comment on that, Richard? Yeah. Yes, sure. I mean, there was a transmission, actually, in July the 26th, 1960, in which uh, St. Guling was asked a question, because there used to be questions then delivered to St. Guling, and also to the Master of Theorists on occasions, and also to Mars Sector 8 on occasions, actually. And this question to St. Guling was as follows. How can we help the three adepts on our Earth planet our president, and all world leaders, also Mr. George King. And the answer was, how can help three adepts? Practice 12 blessings 24 hours per day. This will help greatly. President, same thing goes. Mr. George King, ask him, he will tell you. Short of being able to practice 12 blessings 24 hours a day, practice as much as possible. Send out much power, receive much power, send this power out again, receive more back, out again, and even more back. And so you create around yourself an ever-growing spiritual circle of light, which will be ever-multiplying, which will grow larger and larger. Your influence will extend in an amazing way. In this way, you'll be of very great service to all. Break the vicious circle of fear, enter the white circle of spirituality, and go forward bravely, this is best way. So it's interesting, you know, that's a key point, actually, that Dr. King often made, that the forces of light, and although the three adepts have fought and the six adepts successfully won that battle, it, it, the battles aren't over. I don't think you have to look too far around this planet to see that, even on this realm. And certainly the, the, there are plenty of evil forces still there, sadly enough. And they are fed as our, Dr. King often explained, 
by the low energy, the low vibrations, the negative thoughts, the wicked thoughts, the debauched thoughts, the cruel thoughts of people on this, pl on this planet, on this level, as well as below it. And they can use that. But if we do, as St. Galinga said there, which is practice the 12 blessings as much as we can, send out as much light as we can, we'll start to bring change and the forces of light. And we don't know exactly what forces of light are now engaged in this battle. We know that um, at least one of the adepts, we understand, has left this plane. And it's possible that all three have. Um, we know that adepts number four and five are not going to leave us until it's safe for them to do so. And I would assume, I, I, it's only my opinion this, that it isn't safe for them to do so yet. And we know the Lord Babbage is here. We also know the Great White Brotherhood has changed tremendously. And it could well be that they are now taking a more active role in those realms. I'd be very surprised if they weren't, after the example of the uh, six adepts. So I would suggest that the forces of light, they have far less spiritual ammunition than the dark forces have negative ammunition. And so therefore, the more we do these practices, the more we send out light through the 12 blessings, as St. Guling says, they, we are then giving them the ammunition and the karmic ammunition to fight their battle on behalf of all of us. Yes, thank you for explaining that, which is very interesting. Because, mm. of course, on, being on this physical realm, we're very fortunate that we can do a lot. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're not limited in the same way, we're limited in other ways, but we can do a lot. What we do on this physical realm makes a tremendous difference. As Richard explains, we can allow... Mm -hmm through our prayer, this light to, you know, to be fuel, if you like, uh, for the mm. great ones to use. Because they're limited by mm. us, you know, our karma, of course. So yeah. I'll, I'll continue. Mm -hmm. Seven times blessed are the three adepts for their greatness, for their love, for their compassion, for the way they have helped a planetary race to remain sane, for the way that they have broken the bonds of slavery, which make no doubt about it, would by now have bound you tight to your wicked masters. I would Should read I on there, Chrissy, because, yes, we have quite a bit to cover, don't we? Okay. Seven times blessed are each one of these mighty beings for the way that they have, despite your disbelief, despite your scorn, despite your treatment of them, they have rallied and stood as a barrier between the human race and the depths of hell's hell. These are blessed. These are blessed in the minds of the greatest masters in this system. And that, of course, uh, refers to the greatest masters in this system are the lords of the sun. So they are blessed in the minds of the lords of the sun. Uh, they are highly revered. They are, indeed, uh, the greatest masters we, we've ever had among us. And that has been clearly stated. And the Master Etherius, for, for example, said um, that this mission is more important than the mission to earth undertaken by the Lord Buddha and the Master G you call Jesus. It is, it is as important in every way as the mission of Sri Krishna. It is as important in many respects as the mission undertaken to earth, note to earth, by the interplanetary intelligence you call Babaji, who, as you know, is Lord of Terror. So that, again, um, confirms the incredible importance of their mission and the incredible respect and reverence in which they are held by other masters. Yes, absolutely. Mm. I'll continue. Yes. These are blessed in the minds of the greatest masters in this system, as I said. These are blessed in the minds of all good-thinking men. For if there be a man upon earth who does not bless these now, and yet knows of their works, such a one as this has condemned himself to involution until his eyes be opened through painful experience. Yes, I think that perhaps, Chrissy, is the other side of the coin, if you like, of the point you made at the beginning. You know, that no, nobody is going to hear this information by chance, but having heard of it, we're changed by it. 
and yeah. you know we we can uh, choose to act in the light of it which is what we have the opportunity to do um, but we should in one way or another bless these great beings and if we don't uh, we have a lesson to learn which have, you know won't be great for us so it's it's not i don't think this is a warning or a threat well it could be a warning it's not a threat it's it but what it really is is advice it's urging us to rise and act in the light of this incredible information which at one time was was secret really yes absolutely mm. but the and secrets once we are out for that now, door of truth we yeah. we change forever. Uh, whether we accept the Indeed. truth or not, um, consciously, um, yes. we are changed. We have then have responsibility of that truth. So that as I say that's the other side. But it's a wonderful thing. It's a step forward in our evolution. It's fantastic um, mm-hmm. as well. So blessed. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I, sorry. I'll go on to the next part. It is at this time that those in the darker realms are waiting to spring their trap. For thousands of centuries they have planned this, carefully, move by move. Do you know, man, not one single murderous dictator has been put into position by chance? Conqueror after conqueror has been built by the dark ones to act as a recruiting agent upon the physical plane of your world. These have brought around them like, wicked, like wickedness and have taken this back to the lower realms with them and have built the armies of evil there. It has been a plan cunningly conceived and you, the pawns in a game, game to gain a whole humanoid race. Did you know that man? I, Jesus, declare this to be up till now the secret of secrets. I think we should pause there, and I think there's a lot there, and I think it's it's absolutely vital. I mean, more and more people, it seems to me, Chrissy, are accepting that there is some kind of syndicate, some kind of silence group, some kind of manipulating behind the scenes forces at work, and you could see it in you know, certain elections and people commenting and suggesting this on either side of the divide, the political divide, and you can see it elsewhere too. But unless people understand that the most powerful source of that isn't even on from this physical plane, they won't really ever get it. And these are beings in some cases who've been with us through all the civilizations. And we've talked about the history of mankind going back to Maldek, which is now the asteroid belt, and then Lemuria and Atlantis. And some of these beings come from those places. And, you know, they, they are absolutely brilliant, except they're foolish. It's, it's a, quite an extraordinary thing. They're extremely clever uh, in a way that would run rings around virtually anybody. And, and the, the, the people who we... Th- apparently are running our planet on the physical plane are just children pawns nothing whether they're presidents or whatever they are even some of the 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 richest people on earth likewise are not even saying some of those aren't doing some good as well some of them as well as uh, some that aren't but these are the beings who really run it except they are not wise because they don't accept or if they know about karma and they must know some of its aspects in order to have got as far as they've got but they don't realize they can't in the end get round it and that's their foolishness if you like uh, they've yeah. built up these plans they they're patient they're cunning they in, in, one has to sort of realize in those lower realms uh, so we're told you know, we're used to certain things here. Now, there's a lot of corruption in our world. I think everybody knows that uh, at all levels. But we have the semblance of goodness. We have the semblance of justice. We have a judiciary system. It may be flawed, but the theory of it is to, to do good, to correct bad. We have a police force, which does help tremendously. Uh, we, we have various services and so on. There's a lot wrong, but there's quite a bit right. There's a tre- 
terrible distribution of wealth and so on. There's lots wrong, but we have some of the semblance of good here too. But if you go to those lower realms, they are places with cities and people and you might have a police force, you probably do, but it won't be a police force that is trying to do good. It will be a police force that's representing the interests of a particular faction down there in whatever way they choose to... And that, that has happened here too, of course, but it's not across the board. And, and these are the sort of places they are, and much worse than that. And they are, you know, cunningly, and I only know any of this because of Dr. King, who was an absolute expert in these matters, a spiritual warrior in his own right, and an expert in, total expert in psychic self-defense. If you ever need psychic self-defense of any kind, turn to his teachings and practices. They're, they're, they're the best you'll ever find, I believe. Um, but he understood it. He had been there. Uh, he knew what it was like there. And it's hard to get our heads round. But these beings were waiting their time, not just to run those realms, but to run all the realms. And this time was about to come. And that's why this transmission was delivered when it was delivered. Thank you, Richard, for explaining that. Mm. I'll continue, shall I? Mm, please do. Now they wait for their Armageddon. Their schemes are laid. Their plots worked out. Their strategy computed. They wait to move, and you stand as a lamb would stand before a hungry lion, helpless, defenseless, wrapped up, involved by your own wrong thought and action. You stand, if you know, quaking. Anything you want to say about that, Richard, or shall well, I the only the, the only thing I would say about that is, of course, one of the greatest weapons that they had at their disposal, these dark forces, was the disbelief of most people. And most people listening to this program now, if they weren't open-minded and spiritually inclined and open to their higher intuition, would dismiss it as a total load of nonsense. And that's a great thing for the dark forces because it's quite easy to control people who don't even know you're there and know what you're doing. And so there are so much fodder, as it were, for them. Uh, hopefully people are starting to wake up now. I think so. And I include I'll myself in then. that, by the way. Hopefully we're all trying yes. to wake up now, because even spiritually yes. minded people on this planet have tended to choose to ignore uh, the dark side, to cut themselves away from it, to expose themselves only to the wonderful vibrations of the Himalayas or some other beautiful spot somewhere and focus on higher thought, all of which is extremely pleasant. But it, and, and it's helpful because it's sending out positive energy, but not directly enough to combat this growing dark force. And uh, we have to wake up and we have to face these things, whether we like them, I'm sure we don't like them, but they do make sense. Once you know this, you can understand so much more what's going on all around us. Absolutely. I mean, even theosophy, and I love theosophy, so I'm not criticizing it, but uh, they say that close the door where evil dwells. And perhaps yeah. at that time it was truer, but certainly now it's a time of, of, of facing and uh, you know, sending out your light and so that it can be transmuted. So it's a whole I think that was a, mis a mistake, actually, that statement. You do, I, That yeah. should not, in my humble opinion. Yeah, and I, I, right. I should think, I would imagine the person who made it would agree now that that was a mistake, but it's not for me to say. Yeah. Mm. It seems, seems to be uh, logical that it would be, yes. Yes. Anyway, please continue. I'll continue. But between you and the others stand three glorious lights, three lights, brilliant lights, lights of strength, lights of power, lights of knowledge and ability gained in the hardest schools of life, three lights of service, three lights of God, yes, three lights of God bearing the swords of karma protected by the armor of their complete spiritual dedication to God's cause. Blessed are the three adepts. 
I think it's great. I think when we have to focus on these sorts of things, we should always remind ourselves about the beings of light. And in this particular case, these three great lights, wonderful, wonderful words there spoken by the Master Jesus, uh, beautiful, poetic words. Um, but also we have to remind ourselves as well so we don't dwell on the negative side in the wrong way, in a pessimistic way ever, um, that there are, of course, these wonderful beings of light as well. And that's the great lesson here because in the end it was these beings that won the day in Operation Carmelite. Yes, thank you, Richard. The next part is very, very interesting as well. These three have done more for the human race upon earth than any other three masters who have ever contacted the human race at any time upon this planet. And I'll finish, shall I, Richard? Yes, please go on, yes. In comparison with what they have done for you, my task and the results of what I did were naught, were not even worthy of mention. I, Jesus, whom you murdered, and who rose again to prove to you a great spiritual truth, have made this declaration before my God. This is truth. Indeed, yeah, I think indeed, we should definitely, less um, are these ones. Yeah. I think we should pause there, I think, don't you, Chrissy? Because that's such an incredible statement. Uh, these three have done more for the human race upon earth than any other three masters who have ever contacted the human race at any time upon this planet. And the humility of the Master Jesus, I mean, what a thing for him, this incredible being of light and love. And I, I, I would doubt that the adepts would would even like this statement <laughs> I don't know who am I to say that but he says the results of what I did were naught were not even of worthy of mention I, I don't think they'd agree I, I would, my guess is they wouldn't agree with that because it's so humble uh, possibly too humble I don't know but having said that the Master Jesus always speaks the truth and he can only say it if it's true and it does go to put into some context when you think about his incredible mission and the terrible suffering he endured, which people have rightly uh, should have felt, we all should have felt terrible guilt about, by the way. If people haven't, then they should have done because it wouldn't have happened had not the whole human race had the conditions that existed that brought his death. And yet even that was nothing, he says, compared to the actions of these these three adepts who've prevented us from complete slavery. And don't forget, the alien mission had already been fought when he made that statement. Uh, we would have been uh, absolutely helpless and in, uh, under total control. We wouldn't have even had our thought patterns uh, to our, for ourselves. The existence would have been unthinkably horrific. And that's what they saved us from. Absolutely. Mm. I'll just close this transmission, shall I, Richard? And yes, please, uh, yes. Okay. Master Jesus, this is truth. Indeed, indeed blessed are these ones. They should always be blessed by each and every one of you. Never should a day pass but what you bless these. You should devote your whole life in service to these. For by serving them... You serve all men, and even vastly more important than this, you serve the karmic gods. Yes, I, 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 I mean, this is a very heavy broadcast, I will say, that we're making here on Ethereus Radio Live today. It's not a lightweight thing at all. In some ways, it's not a happy thing. Uh, although it's one of the, the happiest things ever in another way because it was completely successful. It's a total victory of light because although this was delivered before the battle, the battle was successful and therefore it's, it's worthy of our spiritual celebration forever. But I must say, some of these thoughts, especially if they're new to you, might be disturbing. And I'm afraid if they are, that's not a bad thing. Uh, I would just gently allow them. 
to, to if you're not sure whether you can even believe them because sometimes things can be so disturbing you don't want to believe them even then just keep an open mind and, and think about them and let those thoughts permeate you and your higher self and see what your inner voice says about it and just take it on board that's the best advice I can give you because once you do um, accept this type of teaching it'll change you for the good forever because as I said at the beginning it this applies to every aspect of our life on this spiritual path in fighting the tests that we will face and overcoming them is a tiny tiny way a reflection of the greatness of what the three adepts did in this battle yes absolutely thank you Richard <clears throat> would you like me to uh, read the part leading up to the prayer yeah, and perhaps lead us in the blessing and prayer because I think we should follow the instructions here of the Master Jesus and bless them. We'll do it in this case, I would suggest, for the six adepts because we now know they were joined by the other three. Um, and we'll all join in with you, Chrissy. Right, thank you. So when I... Um, let's get prepared, but when I say raise the hands in prayer, that will be the beginning, obviously, of the the prayer. I'm going to begin this by reading the lead into the prayer, which is the continuation of this transmission by the Master Jesus. At this time, may the great spiritual flame of protection surround these three. I bless them with all my heart, with all my soul. I bless them with all my spirit. I now invoke a power for and on behalf of the three lights. And here the Master Jesus, we are told, intoned a mystical mantra. He continued, Blessed are the three adepts for what they are about to do. So endeth this blessing. O adorable children, be strong at this time. Reach upwards and inwards to the light which shineth there. Then come outwards dedicated in spiritual service to all. And you will never regret this step. So now let us raise our hands and open our hearts and offer our love and gratitude to the mighty six adepts. Blessed are the six adepts, for they stand between you and your spiritual defeat at this time. O divine and wondrous spirit, O everlasting Lord of supreme hosts, we pray at this time that your unquenchable light, that the power of your compassion illuminates and protects the six adepts in their greatest trial. O divine and wondrous God, may they succeed in their mission. May they save helpless humanity from the monsters which it has created. O mighty God, Give us all the strength to stand unflinchingly by the side of these so that a spiritual triumph might be born upon earth. O Divine Father of all wondrous creation, we raise our minds to you now, requesting that your power may fall upon the heads and penetrate the hearts of all men so that they may be stronger in their spiritual purpose, so that they may live and act in the light of God knowledge forever and forever. And I'll just close with the end of this transmission. The Master Jesus, I came at this time to bless the three and to tell you all of these things. May you be guided by your spirit. O oh, little children, become fully grown by acting upon these things then will you go with God thank you very much Chrissy and I think those final words by the Master Jesus really do summarize what this teaching does for us he says little children become fully grown by acting upon these things and I think really spiritually minded people who don't know about this aspect or don't want to face up to this aspect are not fully grown 
they're still at the child stage really and it may not be what we want to know sometimes but it's essential to our education and then as Master Jesus puts it then will you he says go with God thank you Richard perhaps uh, there's seconds or probably not for Courtney to make some announcements certainly thank you very much Chrissy and over to you Courtney thank you guys I want to remind everyone tomorrow Wednesday there will be an online service at 12blessings.org for the suffering in parts of Africa there are famines affecting millions so please make sure to, to join in on that you've been listening to Aetherius Radio Live Aetherius Radio Live is your cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month at 1pm Eastern Time for more information on the events mentioned earlier in the show or to connect with Aetherius Society visit Aetherius.org you can connect with Richard Lawrence by visiting his website richardlawrence.co.uk and you can connect with Chrissy Blaze by visiting her website at chrissyblaze.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the month. Bye-bye.